All right, let's go ahead and open up the doors. Hello, everybody. My name is Becca Dukes. So excited to have you here with us. And as people are coming into the Zoom room, if you are out watching us on any of the different platforms and you would like to join us live, you're welcome to do so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 12 to 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Go to dailywithdoczoom.com. That is dailywithdoczoom.com. My name is Becca Dukes. I'm a certified holistic health coach. I'm also the director of student services for the Institute of Holistic Health. And I am a, the hostess of Daily with Doc. Now we are here to bring a resource to an amazing community and that community includes all of us around the world, because as we are empowered as individuals, share this knowledge with our family and our communities, then together we can help create a healthier world. Today, we are joined with Pharmacist Fridays. So I love Pharmacist Fridays. Pharmacist Ben brings such an amazing energy to the room with his knowledge, his experience coming from the medical field in the pharmaceutical world and bringing it with that punch of nutrition. So folks, get ready. You're in for a treat with Pharmacist Fridays on Daily with Doc and Becca. Now, if you were invited to this program by somebody specific, please make sure that you get back with them. They cared enough to share this program with you. And we wanna make sure that you get back and tell them what you liked best about the program. And then if you have any questions as to what you might need to get started on to meet your health goals, ask them. Now, if there's nobody to ask, we have a team here with the Daily with Doc team that is available for those who have never tried the products and have are not already working with somebody. You can go to 855-949-3377. I guess you'd be calling that, not going to that, but calling 855-949-3377. Or you can go to our website, Daily with Doc. Dot com and use that contact option. But don't forget, and something for everybody, sign up for our email list as we send out a email that gives a summary of last week's programs and allows you to quickly find them and share them with others. Now, on the topic of sharing, I wanna give a thank you for all of you who do share this program. And to sign up for that giveaway, make sure that you go to dwdgiveaway.com. That's dwdgiveaway.com. Sign up, make sure that you share on the different platforms that you have accounts with, because we do check, okay? And for those with the most points, then we will be sending thank you gifts too. So without further ado, I just would like to welcome to the screen with me, the one, the only, 
pharmacist Ben Fuchs and let me get you up here my friend pharmacist Ben hello and welcome to daily with doc how are you today thank you so nice to see you I you know I you got to undersell not oversell oh my god how am I going to live up to all that stuff you're saying it's kind of I embarrassing was underselling. you got to undersell me. say he's just a pharmacist and he might have some good stuff to say but if you like rave about me like that you're setting me up to to disappoint but no it's not about me. It's about what we're talking about here today. And that can never disappoint the power of nutrition, the power of using supplements the, to, to support your diet, the power of using nutrition to reverse chronic degenerative disease that can never disappoint. So today I got, a, or yesterday night, I got a call from our friends, Ray and Yolanda, who I know, you know, and uh, yes. I got a text, not a call. And she uh, asked me a question and I thought it would, I answered her and then I thought it'd be really interesting. Uh, and important actually to address this topic because uh, it, this is a kind of a confusing subject. It's a subject we get lots of questions about all the time. Even uh, healthcare professionals don't really understand this uh, this subject that we're going to talk about here today. I'm trying to find this, I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you this note here. Um, yeah. Okay. Here you go. So I'm going to read this note to you that I got from, from our friends Ray and Yolanda, and this was a note that they got from one of their. Um, from one of their callers, from one of their uh, uh, distributors. Now, of course, I can't find it. Well, while <laughs> you're looking for okay, that, did yeah. you find it? I did. Because I was going to say, folks, if you've got questions, we're going to take questions at the end yeah, of we'll the take program. Questions. Yeah, we'll divide this up in two and take and take questions yeah. at the end. So, okay. Make, so, just a minute. Just a minute. Just a minute. So, folks, if you want to ask a question, make sure you go to that reactions and raise your hand now. We always seem to run out of time for questions. So raise your hand now if you have a question that you would like to ask for Pharmacist Ben. If you're out on the different platforms like Rumble, YouTube, um, you can put your question in the chat as I have an amazing team that is watching the chat and bringing those questions into the room. Pharmacist Ben, back to you. All right. So uh, this is the question that Ray and Yolanda got from their customer distributor, Greta. So Greta says, my most recent client got a case of Z radical and one bottle of minerals. She was in a hurry, but managed to show these two products to her naturopath. He saw in the minerals, nickel and lead, and all this raised concerns about our minerals. You don't want these in your body, he said to her. Of course, my customer is now baffled and is asking me questions. Uh, what do we what do we say? All I knew to say was that they were plant derived, not enough of an explanation. Help. Okay, and this is really important because those of us, number one, who are uh, promoting plant derived minerals, which are incredibly valuable from a health perspective, and not just valuable, fundamental from a health perspective, as well as customers who, you know, understandably are want to know how these things work and if they're problematic, et cetera. So the reason this is such an issue is because mineral chemistry is extremely complicated in fact it's so complicated that even nutritionists people who study nutrition for a living don't really understand mineral chemistry many, many healthcare professionals don't understand mineral chemistry so it's not it's not a, a, a out of this out of the realm of logic for people to question uh, minerals so one of the problems with minerals is when we talk about minerals, we mean a lot of different things. But basically what we're talking about are combinations of this. I don't know if you could see this. This is the best periodic table I could come up with. Uh, it's my 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 little mouse pad. See, can you see it? Good. 
All right. That's your that's mouse what, pad? That's my mouse pad. Okay. That's fantastic. So, because I love the periodic table. Anybody who, who knows chemistry just is in love with the periodic table. How this thing was put together is, is beyond belief. They actually came up with the boxes before they came up with the atoms that go in the boxes. And that's how logical this thing is constructed. Uh, what makes the periodic table so incredible is that every, uh, everything in our reality, everything that is from a computer to a fan to a, a cup to the water that's in the cup to the food we eat, everything comes from this. There's nothing that is not some derivation or combination of the things that are in the boxes that make up this table that's called the periodic table. Now, what is in each one of these boxes is referred to as an atom, uh, synonymous with the word element. So you have an element or an atom that is inside of each of these boxes. The word atom means in Greek, indivisible. You cannot break an atom into uh, anything smaller that will not be an individual, that will not be a, a unique substance. Every atom is the most fundamental unique substance that you can come up with. Beyond atom, once you start, there are subatomic or smaller than an atom particles, but those are all found every in all atoms, quarks, electrons, leptons, bosons, protons, blah, blah, blah. All of these are found in all the atoms, but the, uh, each atom is a personality. And the most fundamental and unique personality that you can come up with is in all of reality is an atom. And there's 90 plus of these things. And there's some synthetic ones, but there's basically 90, 90 or so of these. And around 60 or so of these are what we say in the world of nutrition, essential. What does essential mean? It means you have to have. It. Sometimes people tell you essential means uh, the body can't make it, but it's more fundamental than that. Essential means you don't have it, you're dead. Air is essential. Water is essential. Food is essential. All of these things are essential in the sense you don't have it, you're dead. Yes, it's true the body can't make them, but even more so, you have to have them in, coming into the body or you die. That's what essential means. And around 60 or so, these little, little personalities, I, I like to think of them as personalities because they do have, each have their own personality, uh, are, are essential. Now, here's where it gets tricky. These atoms come in different combinations. One of the, the most basic combination of these atoms we call minerals. And minerals have these atoms combined in this stupendously, magnificent, magnificently artistic form. What I mean by that is they're symmetrical. And the symmetry of these atoms creates what we call a crystal. A crystal is atoms that are organized in a pattern. And minerals, have this crystalline organization. That's what makes something a mineral. It's a combination of atoms that are organized in this beautiful symmetrical pattern that forms what we call a crystal. And this crystalline nature gives it very interesting properties. What makes minerals a little bit confusing is the fact that there's two classes of minerals. The minerals most people know of are minerals that do not have the atom carbon associated. You may have heard that human beings or animals are carbon life forms, carbon-based life forms. In, in chemistry, we have two, two types of chemistry. We have what's called 
organic chemistry, and we have what's called inorganic chemistry. Organic means life. So organic chemistry is the chemistry of living things. Inorganic chemistry is the chemistry of non-living things. The atomic distinction between inorganic and organic is carbon. And this is going to be very important for what we're going to talk about here in a second, okay? Uh, carbon associated with a mineral makes that mineral a, li a life-giving mineral, a carbon mineral, an organic mineral. An inorganic mineral is a different kind of mineral, does not have carbon associated with it. Things like um, diamond, or not, not diamonds, let's take that back. Things like rhodite or at, uh, amazonite. Usually minerals have the word ite at the end of them, pyrite. Uh, when you hear of these things, these are inorganic minerals. They don't have a life force associated with them. So how do you turn an inorganic mineral to an organic mineral? How do you make a mineral that's not alive into a mineral that's alive? Well, you can't do that. I can't do that. People can't do that. Only God can do that. Only nature can do that. Only the divine force can do that. The divine force nature, God, whatever you want to call it, turns inorganic minerals into organic minerals via plants. And the minerals that have been turned from inorganic minerals into organic minerals, from minerals with no carbon to carbon minerals, that come from plants, which do the work, which do the magic, are, guess what, called plant derived minerals. A plant-derived mineral is a mineral that has had carbon attached to it through divine wizardry. Nobody knows how this is done uh, via the action of plants. And once a mineral becomes a plant-derived mineral, it is of a completely different nature than an inorganic mineral. An organic mineral, a plant-derived mineral, a carbon mineral is a different type of mineral than an inorganic mineral. And this is why we can eat our vegetables. Because if we ate our vegetables and we didn't get plant-derived minerals, we couldn't get the nutritional value out of those minerals. The nutritional value of the minerals is associated with its life force that's associated with it by the plant. Now, over the course of eons, many, many thousands and thousands and millions, not thousands, millions of years, tens of millions of years, even hundreds, even hundreds of millions of years, plants that have sucked up the minerals from the earth and converted them into organic minerals. And by the way, I should tell you this quick digression. In the plant itself, the plant has combined the minerals with carbon to make a plant-derived minerals and associated it with vitamins and protein, amino acids and peptides and all kinds of wonderful nutritional compounds. And when the plant dies, these complexes of plant-derived minerals plus the vitamins plus the proteins and the peptides and the amino acids and all these other substances, the vitamins are all complex together. 
And when the plant dies, it leaves behind these complexes in the dirt. And that uh, material in the dirt then becomes nutritional, nutritional raw material for the next plant that grows out of the dirt, which then does its magic. And then when it dies, it drops it off into the dirt. And this cycle continues for millions of years. Well, there are parts of the country and parts of the world where there used to be a lot of plants, for example, in Utah and in Colorado, now which is desert and mountain, uh, used to have all kinds of wonderful greenery in the uh, Jurassic period and the Cambrian period, hundreds of millions of years ago. There's all, you look out, it's all plains and mountains. Now it used to be wonderful lush greenery in the ages of the dinosaurs. So there was lots of this cycle going on where plants would suck up these, these, uh, these, mineral, these rocks, these minerals, not rocks, but minerals, and turn them into organic minerals, complex elements, vitamins, drop them in the soil. This would go on and on and on for millions of years, lots of plants. And then uh, as the weather changed, uh, the climate changed, there was no more greenery, but there were these deposits that were left behind from all of these wonderful greenery that had existed in, in Utah and in uh, uh, Colorado, pockets all over the world. And today you can actually go to these deposits, these mines, if you will, and you can dig out this wonderful nutritional mineral nutrient complexes that were left behind from the plants that died hundreds of millions of years ago. And you can take these wonderful complexes and do something with them that you cannot do with ordinary inorganic minerals. And this makes them very special. What I'm going to tell you right now what they can do. See, if you take ordinary minerals and put them in a glass of water, they're going to sink. They're not going to do anything. But these magical minerals that have been divinely transformed by plants and complex with all kinds of wonderful nutritional organic material, if you put them into a glass of water, they will actually hang in the water. They will suspend in the water. And not only will they suspend in the water, but as they're suspending in the water, they will actually generate and conduct electrical charges. And this transform this glass of water into electrical water into water with a charge. And if you, if you put uh, regular or inorganic minerals in there, nothing's gonna happen, sink to the bottom. But if you put these plant-derived organic minerals into water, they'll suspend and they'll conduct electrical charges. These plant-derived organic minerals that suspend in the water are what we call colloidal minerals. And this substance is actually called a colloidal solution. And colloidal solutions have fascinated chemists and physicists for uh, hundreds of years. Albert Einstein, before he was known as the uh, father of quantum physics and relativity, he would study how colloidal substances would react in water. This is uh, one of the most fascinating substances in all of chemistry is called colloid chemistry. And so plant-derived colloidal minerals have a completely different biochemical or completely different chemical nature than inorganic minerals. 
And this is something you have to, if you understand what I just talked about, that puts you on the tip of the spear. Most nutritionists, dietitians, doctors, healthcare professionals have no idea about this distinction between inorganic minerals and organic minerals. But I'll tell you who does know about this distinction, and that is farmers. Because farmers know that in uh, or a colloidal plant-derived minerals that are put on the soils will make better plants because the plants use these minerals to make their proteins and to make their vitamins and to make all the nutrients, the phytonutrients that we're supposed to enjoy when we eat our vegetables. And this is why plant-derived colloidal minerals are the foundation of everything else because vitamins are made by plants from the raw materials that they're sucking up from the soils, the colloidal plant-derived minerals. The proteins are made by the plants from the raw materials that they're sucking up from the soil. The fatty acids and the amino acids, all of the other essential nutrients that are made by plants are coming in from the raw material or being produced from the raw materials that are coming in from the plant-derived minerals. And farmers know that they'll get healthier plants when they sprinkle the plant-derived minerals. That's why one of our longevity's, in my opinion, one of the longevity's most important products is our blooming minerals that nobody talks about, or very few people talk about, because I, I know, I'm sure some of you guys know, but a lot of, a lot of people don't even know that blooming minerals make great, if you're a gardener, make great tomatoes and great uh, uh, cucumbers and peppers or whatever you're growing in your garden. Put your blooming minerals on soils and uh, on your soil, and you'll get better tomatoes. And the, by the way, the re and Doc, you know, I don't mean to, I don't mean to, uh, you know, talk, talk out of turn here, but I, I believe you came up with the idea and the understanding of these minerals from being a farmer, from being raised on a farm, right? Because farmers all know that you get better crops when you put the uh, plant-derived minerals on the soils. So plant-derived minerals are of a completely different nature. And by the way, this is really interesting. When these plant-derived minerals are combined with just the right amount of water, they form something called clays. And these clays are now talked about in bio by uh, evolutionary biologists as being the, uh, the, the, the place where life began. In fact, life be according to evolutionary biologists, life began in the clays. Why is that? because the reaction between water and plant-derived minerals creates electricity. Elect uh, plant-derived minerals, when they're combined with water, creates electricity. And wherever you have electricity, you have magnetism. That's why it's called electromagnetism. Magnetism and electricity are two sides of the same coin. And so these plant-derived minerals combined with water form electromagnetic clays. And these electromagnetic clays, because they're, ma they're magnetic, have an ability to attract things. That's what magnetism is, it's attracting things. These electromagnetic clays attract vitamins and aminos, amino acids and minerals uh, and uh, uh, fatty acids. And they attract all of the raw materials of life. And so evolutionary biologists, for for uh, decades, for centuries, they couldn't figure out how life began, how life started. Today, they know 
that life started in these clays, these plant-derived mineral slash water clays that pulled in all the raw materials of life. It's called the clay theory of, uh, of, uh, of evolution. And by the way, the Bible predates this by saying life began in the dirt. It says we, man came from the dirt, right? Man came from the dirt, meaning man came from the clays, meaning man came from these electromagnetic sub, uh, uh, substrates that sucked in all of the raw materials of life, combined them all, and life was born out of the combination of the electromagnetism, the plant-derived minerals, the water, and all the nutrients that got attracted uh, into these clays. So plant-derived minerals are the most powerful substances, life-giving substances on earth. And anybody who gives short shrift to the power of plant-derived minerals because they see aluminum or they see arsenic or they see these, uh, these uh, metal these uh, min metal type minerals inorganic minerals on the ingredient deck doesn't understand the importance and the power of the distinction between plant derived minerals organic minerals carbon minerals whatever you want to call them and inorganic minerals that are more akin to rocks than they are to uh, living substances so you want to be very clear to anybody who says to you oh well there's aluminum and there's arsenic and there's blah 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 in these things when they're just seeing the word that there are different types of minerals just because something says it's a mineral doesn't mean it is of the same nature just because something is a uh, has a, a bad reputation as a mineral doesn't mean it's of the same nature as a life-giving carbon organic mineral and what's more even more valuable even more important check this out plant-derived minerals will actually detoxify toxic minerals. They actually have an ability to pull toxic heavy metals out of the body via their electromagnetic nature. Plant-derived minerals have a negative charge, while toxic heavy metals have a positive charge. And the negative charge plant-derived minerals will actually protect you from the positive charge, so-called heavy metals and toxic, uh, toxic metallic minerals. So not only are plant-derived minerals of a completely different form, life-giving and nutritional and electromagnetic, but they're also detoxifying from all the nasty chemicals that are in our environment and in our soil. On top of their nutritional benefit, they will also detoxify the non-nutritional minerals. How amazing is that? And by the way, cells will not take in uh, toxic minerals. Cells will reject toxic minerals when there are uh, plant-derived minerals present. I can't, I can't hear you, Rebecca. Is it just me? No, it was okay. not just you. Okay. So I have to agree with some of the people that made a comment about you have never disappointed pharmacist Ben. And right there, folks, you just got a whole education on minerals, organic, inorganic, how the body uses them, how it rejects them when the right ones are on board. Now, you mentioned the colloidal minerals, which I'm excited because Longevity has the plant-derived colloidal suspended minerals. And you're absolutely right. I'll take this. I'll put a splash of it in any, pretty much any of my drinks that are not a milk base. 
you put it in milk and it just kind of the milk separates but in my water in my oh everything my pollen burst i'll even put some extra in my plant in my uh, beyond apple cider put in apple cider it's delicious in cider in cider I'll yeah have it's to awesome in cider and by the way quick aside you know i'm in skin business that's my thing is is the skin minerals are awesome for the skin colloidal minerals plant derived colloidal minerals suck in water they suck in oxygen so when you put them on your skin they'll they'll hydrate your skin by sucking in water and they'll oxygenate your skin make your skin healthier and younger by sucking in oxygen and they're great for wound healing so and i know dr wallach has many stories where people have added plant dry minerals just putting them on the body people that, that have a hard time or have a compromised digestive system but so you say that it absorbs oxygen and moisture so it's not pulling it out of the skin but it's actually absorbing it out of the air as it dries and absorbs it'll, into the it'll skin. pull it yeah well there's water in the minerals in the solution right it'll pull that water in if you, All put right. the, if you put the mineral like the liquid on the skin it'll pull the water in from the solution into the skin it'll pull in oxygen from the atmosphere into the skin um something else i was going to tell you here about these about these oh nature's most powerful antioxidants you talk about antioxidants you know neutral uh neutralizing free radicals minerals colloidal minerals plant-derived minerals whatever you want to call them they have different names have an ability to suck up oxygen, making them antioxidants, and deliver oxygen, making them oxygenating agents. They do both. This is unheard of in the world of chemistry. They can deliver oxygen and they can neutralize free radicals. They can neutralize up uh, what they call singlet oxygen or free radical oxygen. That, there's nothing in nature that can do both, uh, act as an antioxidant and as a source of oxygen. Both uh, plant-derived colloidal minerals can do both. Wow. These things are so amazing. So absolutely they, amazing. Detoxifying so and antioxidant and oxygen delivering and water delivering it and nutritive. And they're all electronic too. You know, you ever see one of those um, in a recording studio where they have these different sliders? I forgot what they call these devices. AJ, you're in your recording no, business. They, what are those? Like an equalizer. Like one of those okay. graphic, like one of those sound equalizers. That's how the body is. The body has a bunch of these little dials and each one are different frequencies. Every atom has its own frequency. So you can recalibrate the body's electrical energy by these, by intaking, by ingesting these different minerals. You're actually recalibrating all the electrical frequencies. And at the end of the day, this is what distinguishes each atom from each other carbon from boron from sodium from potassium from iron from nickel they're all different frequencies this is why you need all the minerals because each mineral has its own frequency and each frequency has its own biochemical effect so that's why you need all of the different minerals and so that explains why it gives people energy with a splash of minerals without having to have caffeine well look in a way, but it's a little bit more biochemical than just energy. See, energy in the body is derived from a really special type of molecule, which we talked about before, called an enzyme. Remember, we talked about enzymes, we talked about digestive enzymes and metabolic enzymes, right? 
all enzymes have a little mineral battery associated with them. And the mineral battery activates the enzyme. So if you're deficient in minerals, you're going to be deficient in, in one or more, or usually more than one, you're going to be deficient in enzymes. You're going to have a shortage in enzymatic activity. By putting minerals in the body, your enzymes work better. Enzymes are catalysts. They make, they make biological reactions occur fast, occur at the right rate. So minerals make your enzymes work better. They make your enzymes work more, more efficiently. It makes all your biochemistry more, more efficiently. And that's what gives you that energy. It's, so it's, it's not exactly the minerals on their own. The minerals are activating the enzymes. Okay, so are those the same enzymes that are breaking the food down so the nutrients are available? Remember, there's two kinds of enzymes. Yes, that's true. They'll also do that. But what I'm talking about are the metabolic enzymes. Remember, you have digestive enzymes and metabolic enzymes. The metabolic enzymes are the enzymes of metabolism. Metabolism is biochemistry. They're the enzymes of biochemistry. The enzymes that make your heart work, that make your liver work, that make your brain work, that make your bones grow, that do all the different things that your body does. They all happen via the action of enzymes and minerals act like batteries to make the enzymes work. No minerals, no enzymes. Enzymes all depend on a mineral battery. All right, so maybe you can answer this question for me. Plant dried minerals are just a tad bit astringent. The yes, plant okay, that let, me, oh, let me answer. Is that what you're gonna ask me about the astringency? Yeah. Yeah, in order for minerals to dissolve effectively, the pH, the acid level of the solution has to be low. That low acid level, that low pH level is acid. That's why mineral solutions that you drink will always have a tangy, acidic, vinegary kind of taste. That's why you said that when you put it in milk, your milk separates because mm -hmm. the acid breaks up the protein in the milk. So mm -hmm. minerals will always have acid. Mineral, that's why you need to have acid in your stomach in order to absorb your minerals. And this is another big problem, by the way, that could be bypassed by using your plant-derived minerals. If you have achlorhydria, Hypo, you remember what that means? Achlorhydria, hypochlorhydria? Chlorhydria mm -hmm. is chlor hydrochloric acid. Achlorhydria okay. means low or no, no hydrochloric acid. A lot of people suffer from this. In fact, way more people suffer from low acid in the stomach than high acid in the stomach, right? Low acid in the stomach will impair the ability of minerals to go into liquid, to go into solution. You need to have acid in your stomach to be able to absorb your minerals. So this is why uh, for a lot of folks uh, who are low stomach acid, using your ultimate enzymes, which contain stomach acid, can help you absorb your minerals as well as absorb your vitamins and help break up proteins and such because the acid is, is important for the absorption of minerals as well as vitamins and the, the, uh, the breaking up or the dissolution of various proteins. Okay, so folks, plant-derived minerals, Sounds like something we really need to add to, to our daily intake. Longevity has them. This is the plain. They also have flavors, which I absolutely love. This is my favorite. Strawberry Kiwi Mins. Put a splash in that. And parents, grandparents, Kool-Aid, dump it. Plant dry minerals in their water. They're getting a great flavor. Plus, they're getting minerals without 
the sugar and no artificial colors too so great taste no artificial colors um they also have the majestic mineral sticks which are fantastic because not only do they have 600 milligrams of the plant-dried minerals it also includes 3,000 milligrams of pep collagen peptides so you're getting double benefit just from one drink and it's a stick you mix it in water great cherry flavor um and i actually i think they say mix it in 12 ounces i put it in my 32 ouncer that's what i'm drinking right now um because it gives a little hint of flavor without overpowering fantastic and for those of you who garden we've got the plant dried minerals both in liquid and also in granules so this is the four and a half pound granule canister um if you are in yeah four and a half if you're in california they do restrict some of the higher weight uh granules but we still have the liquids and we have the smaller containers that can be sprinkled on the garden so and if you're interested folks this is something that i'll just throw out there and offer for our listening audience if you would like to have our print out that shows the recommended dosing for plant derived blooming minerals for your garden make sure that you go to dailywithdoc.com and sign up for our email list there is a spot where you can put a comment in there and request this document that shows how you can incorporate the blooming minerals into your gardening so that you have more mineral dense produce so not something I was planning on doing, but folks will do that for you uh, because I know how important it is to make sure that our food that we're putting in our mouths is actually nutritious. So anything you wanted to add to that? No, I'm any questions. Do we have any questions about that? We do have some questions. So let's go ahead and get to questions and we're going to bring Phyllis in. I know she has been um out there on the different platforms and fielding questions so phyllis what questions do you have today hello ben always hello. A college course one of those fun college courses good <laughs> uh we have a couple of questions yes uh, Raphael on facebook is wondering is there a difference taking the plant derived minerals in a pill versus the liquid form um if you take them in a pill, you want to combine them with water. You want to drink them. So the pills are convenient. You know, you can travel with them. They're lighter. They're easier to ship. Um, but you're going to want to put in, you're going to want to drink them with water anyway. You, you want to have some water in your digestive system when you're, when you're, uh, when you're, um, when you're taking your minerals. So they're pre-dissolved essentially when you do your liquid. If you're going to do the pills, you want to drink them. That's good to know. So it's essentially the same. People yeah, can they are the comfortable. Same. Yes. They're the same, but the, the they're pre they're pre-dissolved essentially for you. Got it. And Luda on YouTube. Oh, hey Luda. I think I know Luda. She Luda. she has a question, maybe a little off topic, but she wants to know what to do about nail fungus. Oh yeah, that's my friend Luda. 
Um, <laughs> nail fungus need, and all fungal infections. And I, I talked about this with, oh, we talked about it with Rebecca. Rebecca, did we, you and I talk about this? I forgot who I talked about this. Uh, just... It's been a little while, so okay. let's. Okay, yeah, so here's, here's the deal. Fungus are really, really difficult to do away with and fungal infections are actually very, very serious. And in pharmacy, uh, antifungal medicine is known as being the most toxic medicine of all because it's impossible, it's very difficult to kill fungus. Mm -hmm. um, so the way you wanna deal with fungus is you wanna deal with it like the way nature deals with fungus. In nature, there are two primitive kingdoms, two basic kingdoms uh, that compete with each other. And that's the bacterial kingdom and the fungal kingdom. And it turns out that bacteria make things that kill fungus and fungus make things that kill bacteria. And in the body, we have both funguses and bacteria. Now we talk about the, a lot of times we talk about the micro, M-I-C-R-O, microbiome, right? We talk about that a lot. That's the universe of bacteria that live in the uh, live in the body, in the in the eyes, the respiratory tract, and of course in the intestine. It's the and on the skin. That's the microbiome. Uh, but there's also in the body a mycobiome. M Y C O. Biome, by the way, whenever you hear O M E at the end of a word, ohm, that means home in biology. So. A biome is a home for life. A microbiome is a home for small life. And a, that's bacteria, microscopic. And a microbiome is a home for myco, M-Y-C-O, fungal life. So you have a microbiome, a universe or a home of fungus in your body and you have a universe of bacteria in your body. So we all have fungus everywhere in our body. We all have bacteria everywhere in our body. By the way, we also have viruses everywhere in our body. We have a virome, a home, a home for viruses, a home for bacteria, a home for fungus that are all supposed to live in balance. But what we've done as a culture is we've thrown off the balance, largely by using things like antibiotics or chlorine in water, or antibiotics in dairy and in fish and in, in livestock. You know, most antibiotics in this country are not given to people, they're given to, to uh, livestock. So we're all swimming in an ocean of antibiotics, which kill off bacteria. Remember, bacteria and funguses are living in competition, in balance with each other, and they're supposed to control each other. So because of, uh, our, our um, cultural predilection to killing off bacteria, many people now have fungus that are overgrowing. However, the immune system is supposed to take care of fungus, the people and bacteria for that matter. The people who have fungal infections typically will have some kind of suppression in the immune system. And there's a lot of things that do that. Hosp patients in hospitals will get fungal infections. In fact, there's some very serious fungal infections that you can get when you're in the hospital. Uh, uh, people who are under a lot of stress, uh, secreting lots of cortisol, which will suppress the immune system, will also be more prone towards fungal infections. And one of the biggest problems with fungal infections uh, is sugar, because fungus love sugar. In fact, there was a guy who wrote a book called The Yeast Connection, and yeast are a type of fungus. So if, you, if you've heard you have a yeast, a yeast infection, 
That's a fungal infection. Um, uh, the guy wrote a book called The Yeast Connection, Dr. William Crook, go figure. Uh, that was really his name. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he wrote a book called The Yeast Connection and he talks about sugar, laying off sugar, going low carb and, and uh, uh, ketogenic and all the things and using, of course, uh, nutrients like your sweeties to help your body process sugar as a strategy for getting off of, for killing fun, for uh, getting rid of fungus. It's very difficult to kill fungus. So there are things that you can use, uh, caprylic acid, lauric acid. There's various kinds of uh, things that are advertised for killing fungus, but it's very difficult to kill fungus. You want to take care of the environment that the fungus reside in. Most people who have nail fungus issues, and that's, you know, you can have a fungal, vaginal fungal infection, skin fungal infections. There's various ways you can have fungal infections, respiratory fungal infections, but the most common place people have is on the nails. When you have a nail fungal infection, what you're seeing is the body eliminating the fungus. The body looks for ways to eliminate things. And one of the best ways to eliminate things is through the nails. So the nails, uh, uh, nail fungus represents a, a way that the body's eliminating the fungus. This is why solutions like putting creams on your and various uh, treatments on your nails to get rid of fungus really don't work. You know, you, know, you see these things advertised to put on your nails, that's the end. That's the way the body's eliminating the fungus. You're, you're, you're trying to get rid of the fungus by treating the excrement. This is the excrement. Your body's excreting the fungus here. So nail fungus is very difficult to treat unless you take care of the environment that's causing the fungus to overgrow, and that's usually digestive. It's, I, I've been seeing patients with fungal infections for years, and I've yet to see a patient with a fungal infection that does not have an associated intestinal problem. And I'm sure Luda, I think I've talked to Luda before about this. Uh, it's a, look, you want to focus on intestinal health if you have a fungal infection, because that's where most of the bacteria live, and that's where most of the antifungal secretions are going to be located. So it's an inside-out job. Always. There's nothing that's outside in, in terms of uh, treatments, although there are things that you could do to take care of the skin from the outside in. But if you want to take care of the body, you got to take care of the inside of the body. All right. Great answer. Thank you for that. We get that question. Quite it's, very, often. it's very common, right? And you can see, yeah. you know, intestinal problems are very common. Look how we eat. I mean, come on. How could you not have problems associated with the intestine, which include fungal infections, uh, given the kind of foods that we've been eating the last 150 years? You know, foods that we eat today didn't exist 100 years ago. I mean, even this, even meat and produce and dairy, it's of a different sort than it was 100 years ago. Five generations, six generations ago, they had different milk. They had different butter, they had different chickens, they had different cows, different plants, So, you, let alone the processed foods that we're eating. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally different world when it comes to food mm -hmm. from years ago. So TC has a question in regards to collagen peptides. Yes. He says, do you know how long a person can take collagen peptide supplements before having to stop? He says he understands that they should only be taken for a few months since they stay in the body for months afterwards. Collagen peptides are food. So that's like saying, how long do I have to eat food before I stop? Right? So collagen okay. peptides are food. How often do you have? So I don't mean to be glib, but collagen peptides are food. Collagen peptides are, pe what's a, what is a peptide? Should we talk about what a peptide is? Do you know what a peptide is? Yes, let's do it. All right. So so uh, we all know protein are there's there's three major uh food groups we'll say i guess they call them proteins fats and carbohydrates right so you got 
the most basic ones are the carbohydrates or the, let me, the most basic ones are the carbohydrates. Your fats are actually carbohydrates. Did you know fats are carbohydrates? We, we distinguish them, but they're the same. That's from a biochemical perspective, they're carbohydrates. Carbohydrate means carbon, hydrogen, and water. A hydrate is water. When you hydrate, you drink water, right? So hydrate is water. Carbohydrate is what? Carbon and water. So carbohydrate is carbon and water. Fat is a carbohydrate. Sugar is a carbohydrate. However, if you put a rocket ship on that carbohydrate, you get rocket fuel. What is it that makes, what is it that makes uh, dynamite explosive? Dynamite uh, technically is, have we talked about this before? I don't remember if we talked about it. Nope. Okay, so what is dynamite? TNT, dynamite, TNT. right? TNT. TNT is nail polish, plain old nail polish, right? I'm sorry, nail polish remover. Nail polish remover. Remover, right? okay. So nail polish remover. Take nail polish remover, you're not gonna be able to explode anything, but if you stick nitrogen on that nail polish remover, it turns it into something called, a nail polish remover, by the way, is called toluene, right? Have you ever heard the term toluene? It's a, it's a very simple chemical, toluene. If you take nitrogen and stick it on that toluene, you get tri-nitro-toluene. Tri-nitrotoluene is three nitrogens stuck on a toluene molecule. That's called TNT, dynamite. In other words, you can take toluene, nail polish remover, stick three nitrogens on it, you get something that'll explode a mountain. If you take glycerin, right? You know what glycerin is. It's just this kind of moisturizer. Yeah. You can drink glycerin. It's, it's in your skin. It's in skincare products. If you stick nitrogen on that glycerin, what do you get? nitroglycerin so nitrogen is explosive farmers know this uh, what's one of the most important things you could do with for farmers is is they use fertilizer do you remember that guy in cal in uh in uh wake uh, not wake in o oklahoma city right i don't know if you remember this right yeah he, he exploded the uh the uh the federal court building or something in oklahoma city right what did he use to explode it with fertilizer fertilizer what was in the fertilizer nitrogen nitrogen is powerful powerful stuff uh nitrogen without nitrogen plants can't grow in fact the discovery of how to make nitrogen fertilizer is one of the is considered to be one of the greatest discoveries in the history of mankind the guy who figured it out won a nobel prize because up until then the only you know our our air is almost 80% nitrogen. Everybody thinks mm -hmm. it's oxygen. It's mostly nitrogen. And that nitrogen that's in the air has to somehow get in the plants. How do the plants, the nitrogen, how do they get it from the air? They get it from these incredible creatures that live in the soil called nitrogen-fixing bacteria. And these nitrogen fixing bacteria have figured out how to take nitrogen from the air and lock it up, fix, they call it fixing it, lock it up so that plants can use it. And for eons, for millennia, 
we depended on these nitrogen fixing bacteria because nobody knew how to do it. How we had all this nitrogen in the air, but nobody could figure out how to get it in the plants. Only the bacteria could do it. And then this guy, this, this uh, German chemist, Fritz Haber in the 1920s, he figured out how to use super, 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 super high pressure to squish the nitrogen from the air into little pellets that you could sell as fertilizer. And that's today, to this day, it's considered one of the greatest inventions in the history of mankind, but it took huge factories to be able to generate enough heat and pressure to get the nitrogen from the air into the pellets. So you got these pellets that are packed with nitrogen that are so explosive that you could use them to explode a building if you were it had nefarious intent. So what does this have to do with collagen peptides or protein? Well, it turns out, that if you take nitrogen and stick it onto a carbohydrate, you get the most powerful compound in the body, which is called protein. Protein does all of the work in the body. Carbohydrates are important. Remember, fats and sugar are both carbohydrates. They're important, but they're like supporting actors. Protein is Brad Pitt. Protein is Meryl Streep. Protein is the leading man, the leading woman, the leading actor. Nothing works without protein. Protein gives you the power to do things. That's why protein is so important. It gives you the, it gives you horsepower. It generates bodybuilders will actually check their nitrogen levels to make sure that they have enough nitrogen to build muscle. If you're in the hospital, you're probably losing more nitrogen than you're gaining. And, and, uh, the balance of nitrogen leaving your body from nitrogen staying is called nitrogen retention is very important. If you're going to build, if you're going to be strong, you want to maintain your nitrogen levels. So nitrogen is super important because it helps you make protein. Proteins are very, very complex molecules. They're like, you could think of protein as being sentences. Peptides are words. Amino acids are letters. Amino acids make words, words make sentences. Sentences run your body. And there's hundreds of thousands of different sentences in your body that run your body. Those sentences, those proteins are all come from, all come from words called peptides. Collagen peptides are little pieces of sentences, little pieces of proteins that help you make collagen that come from collagen, we'll say. And by ingesting collagen peptides, you will be able to make collagen. Not only that, I don't wanna complicate things too much, but peptides actually have therapeutic value. They can actually heal you. So collagen peptides help you make collagen and they have their own therapeutic value. How often do you wanna take collagen peptides? As long as you wanna make collagen. How long do you wanna take collagen peptides? As long as you wanna heal. How long do you want to make collagen peptides? As long as you want to keep your skin beautiful and youthful. How long do you want to make collagen peptides? As long as you want to keep your bones strong. How long do you want to make collagen, collagen peptides? As long as you want to keep your blood vessels intact. As long as you want to keep your uh, fascia and your organs strong. As long as you want to keep your, your cartilage and your connective tissue and your joints robust and, and resilient and elastic, i.e. the rest of your life. All right, sounds good to me. That's what I was thinking. You know, because it's a it's a building block of connective tissue within our yes. body. Yes, and always take your collagen peptides 
with your Beyond Tangy Tangerine. And always take your glucose uh, gel caps with Beyond Tangy Tangerine because the Beyond Tangy Tangerine, it acts like a, it acts like an activating switch for turning on the production of collagen. So the collagen peptides will give you the raw material. The glucogel caps will give you the raw material. And then the uh, Beyond Tangy Tangerine acts like the activating switch that uh, turns the machinery on so the raw material can get fed into the machinery and make connective tissue and collagen. All right, great. Collagen, by the way, collagen, by the way, is the, uh, is the main protein in the connective tissue. And the connective tissue is what feeds all of the cells of the body and oxygenates all of the cells. By you know, the connective tissue connects us, obviously, connects everything together, but it also feeds everything, breathes everything, and detoxifies everything. This is why the connective tissue is called the womb. Did you know the connective tissue is called the womb? The cells no, are like the cells are like the little babies, and the okay. connective tissue is the womb that feeds the babies, except that it, everything in biology is Latin, so they don't say womb, they call it the matrix. The connective tissue is known as the matrix because the connective tissue, in addition to connecting, acts like a womb for all the little baby cells. It acts to nourish the cells, it acts to breathe the cells, and it acts to detoxify the cells the way a womb breathes a baby and, 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 and uh, uh, nourishes a baby and detoxifies a baby. So using your collagen peptides isn't just gonna build your, can, uh, your cartilage and your joints and in your skin and on your, in your blood vessels. It'll also nourish all the cells in your body. In fact, arguably, there's no more important supplement in the world than collagen peptides and glucogel caps because of its nature, its, its uh, ability to feed all the cells and, and breathe all the cells and detoxify all the cells. And the blood, by the way, is connective tissue. It's liquid connective tissue. The blood is and the blood vessels of course contain connective tissue keeps them strong i know we've talked about this before so we just had three college level in-depth courses folks plant-derived minerals their importance fungus and about fungus and then collagen peptides ben do you have question time for one more question yes we'll take one more question all right aj what question are you bringing to us today Okay, I'm going to try and rapid fire Ben because, you know, uh, people just just going to give some quick comments. Uh, thanks for your dedication. Um, ben is the man. Ben is the man with the plan. Oh, yes, he is. And all of you are appreciated and very knowledgeable man. And uh, we love Ben. And as pharmacist Ben already said, none of us would be here without Dr. Wallach. He is one unique doctor. Okay, so one question, if you can only do one, let's, can you speak about lupus? Yes, but guys, I can't just like speak about it. You're gonna have another college level talk here. Okay, we, well, let's talk about lupus real one. quick. I'm gonna talk about lupus real quick, but I think we should cover autoimmune diseases next time. Because if you go to the doctor, they will tell you they have no idea what causes autoimmune diseases. I. I I keep forgetting. I, I do all so many Zoom calls and talks. I forget who I said what to, what I said to who, and I'm I probably have repeat. I probably am repeating myself here. And I apologize for that. But autoimmune diseases affect 
tens of million, probably 30, 40 million Americans have autoimmune diseases. There's a hundred different ones. Uh, they're all basically the same with different flavors. The mechanism is the same, but they affect different parts of the body. Lupus is one of the most horrific because it affects the entire body via the connective tissue. It is a connective tissue autoimmune disease. And because the connective tissue is a, a major component of the body, it's not just an organ, it's a major component of the body. Lupus is a, one of the most horrible of the autoimmune diseases. They're all horrible, by the way, but it's one of the most horrible. And if you go to the doctor, they go, oh, we have no idea what, oh, your mother had it. You're going to have an autoimmune disease because your mother had it, or it's in you know, your genes, blah, blah, blah. No, there's a very logical mechanism for an autoimmune disease. And guess what? It involves the intestine. So we'll, I want, did we talk about autoimmune diseases last week or the week before? I think we might We have. did talk a little bit about it. Okay, but so let's we, next week, let's cover autoimmune diseases. Okay, but for okay. now, let me just tell you, you wanna treat all autoimmune diseases as a digestive health condition involving leaky gut. That's the most important thing you can do for, uh, for, uh, for uh, lupus or for any autoimmune disease. I-26, I think we, I remember talking about this last week, now that I think about it. I-26, nightly essence, ultimate enzymes. And here's another really interesting thing about lupus and, and autoimmune diseases. By using collagen peptides and by using the pig pack, you can actually redirect immune factors away from your connective tissue towards the supplemental connective tissue you're taking. Like, it, you know, in the military, they have heat, they have planes that will fly in the air and they'll have heat seeking missiles that the enemy will shoot to get that, that, uh, that plane to shoot the plane down, right? So with the heat, with the, the plane does, it will drop a decoy and the decoy will fool the heat seeking missile. So instead of the heat seeking missile getting the plane, it'll go to the decoy. Well, guess what? Collagen peptides and the pig pack are a decoy. They'll redirect the immune factor away from your connective tissue towards it. Does that do you follow what I'm saying? Instead of yes, you now you're gonna get now you're gonna use the cartilage, your your supplement as a as a way of redirecting that immune factor away from your connective tissue. Now you still want to take care of the immune factor in the first place. You don't want to have these immune factors floating around in your blood, but it's a way that you can get some, some relief by taking connective tissue building supplements or connective tissue building, connective tissue components like collagen peptides uh, and like, uh, like the pig pack, which are components of collagen that will redirect the immune factors away from your connective tissue towards it. All right. And, and, folks, and bone broth, by the way, does the same thing. You can use bone broth. And that's why bone broth has been used to treat connective tissue diseases for, for eons. And for those of you who do not know, the pig pack and the pig pack plus, those are two of Dr. Wallach's original packs that were put together using the 90 essential nutrients and adding in additional plant derived minerals. You know, pig pack plus also includes the glucogel, which is a form of collagen. So get with the person that shared this program with you and say, hey, I wanna try that pig pack. And one thing that I like about the pig pack is 
things are concentrated. So it's only ounces at a time. And for those of you who don't know, two tablespoons in liquid is an ounce. In liquid, it's an ounce. So make sure that you get back with the person that shared this program with you. If there is no one to thank, be, be an authority of your own health and go to dailywithdoc.com and use that store to get your nutrients today. Pharmacist Ben, four college level speed talks today where I love how you put it in context and use those analogies that help us to better understand how complicated things work. Thank you. That's what we pharmacists do. Well, we appreciate it. I know I appreciate having you as part of our team and being one of the major tools in our toolbox right there along with Dr. Wallach and making sure folks that we are getting the information that truly does empower us as individuals to make food choices and environmental choices that benefit us instead of contribute to additional decline within our bodies and our environments. Thank you again, pharmacist Ben, for being here thank with you, us. Thank you, and thank you, everybody, and thank you, Dr. Wallach and Rebecca, for what you're doing, and I hope to see you, and can't wait to see you guys next week. Yes, we will see you again next week, and if I could get my team on the screen with me, we could not do this without them, and I'm going to keep Ben up for just a second because he is part of our upline so everybody that you see here on the team with me we are uh we work directly with pharmacist ben and we are proud to be able to bring him and dr wallach to you and meeting you where you are at so thanks again ben okay bye rebecca bye everybody bye doc all right, and bye, everybody. Again, get back with the person that shared this program with you. Tell them thank you and what you appreciate most about this program. And for those of you who are on the different platforms, make sure that you subscribe to the channel, like our videos, and go to dwdgiveaway.com and share the love and get a thank you for doing so. My name is Becca Dukes. Thank you for being part of an amazing world of people who have that interest in making an impact, which then benefits not only ourselves, our families, our communities, but together we can impact the world. Thank you to Albert down in Africa with his buddy there behind him, helping people come into the room Marilyn, as she's doing dictation here in the chat. For those of you who can't write fast enough, well, she can type faster than usually the person speaking, even when they're talking like pharmacist Ben or myself, where we go really fast. One of the great benefits of being here live with us on dailywithdoczoom.com during our live presentation. And we have AJ here with us today, who is very instrumental in helping us get this information out to where you are from youtube to roku TV, 
folks, we are making sure that the information that Daily with Doc shares is available 24-7. So until next time, bye for now.